Welcome to the Dennis Jernigan Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you find healing for your wounds, find hope in your despair, find intimacy in your loneliness, find refuge from the storms of life, basically to help you find a deeper walk with Jesus. There's one thing I have absolutely come to know after having lived all these years now, and it is this. Our God wastes nothing. He does not waste our sorrows. He does not waste our wounds. He does not even waste our failures. Hi, I am your host, Dennis Jernigan. Today's podcast is the story behind the song, Time Will Tell, from the ministry recording called Help Me to Remember. This album is a 14-song collection, especially for those who are going through the process of grief. Some of the songs are from Father God's point of view and are meant to bring comfort to those who mourn. All are meant to be conduits of God's love and presence to broken, grieving hearts. And let me remind you what grief is. Grief is deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. But mourning is the outward expression of that grief or that sorrow. According to Matthew 5, verse 4, it says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Let me tell you about a song that came to me in the middle of a trial experienced by a friend and his family. This song is called Time Will Tell, and it came to me on the days between May 20th and May 23rd of 1998. The events I'm about to share with you took place well over 20 years ago now, but the message is, well, timeless. Here's what I wrote about the song at that time. Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 and 11 says this, There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every matter under heaven. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, without the possibility that mankind will find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. This story behind the song begins with me watching my friend Paul deal with his dad's illness. It was a lot like watching one of my own children suffer through a life lesson, knowing there was nothing I could do to stop the pain. What made Paul's situation so difficult was knowing that he had never lost a loved one to death. Having to face the loss of his father, Paul began a spiritual journey that I, I got to watch from a distance, a journey that had taken him from times of anger and action to denial and depression, from deep moments of nostalgia and peace to times of loneliness and fear, and then back again. Paul's journey with his dad had been one of God's grace. As a boy, he witnessed God's grace as the Lord faithfully healed the marriage of his parents. And as a young man, he was privileged to have been mentored by his father in the family business he would one day inherit. Paul had been a first-hand recipient of God's grace and power because Father God restored his own marriage. When he and his wife spent many years desiring children and having no success, they learned to rely upon God's grace again. Then God gave them five children in a few short years. All these events prepared Paul for the day he would need grace to see his dad through the process of dying. It's one thing to receive God's grace through the normal trials of life circumstances. It's quite another to receive enough grace to grieve the loss of a loved one such as the loss of one's dad. 
As I watched Paul, I noticed that he had a deep desire to bless his father during his illness. He also had a need to create memories that would not only ease the pain of the coming loss, but memories that would also sustain his mother and his own children when they did finally come to the time of parting. I gazed with joy at the photographs of Paul and his children vacationing on the beach in Florida with his mom and dad. I could see a sparkle in his eye and hear an excitement in his voice that communicated pure joy. It was bittersweet, perhaps, but joy nonetheless. When faced with the loss of a parent, we can't help but be drawn into times of reflection and nostalgia. I relived many of Paul's childhood memories with him by asking questions about his relationship with his dad while he was growing up. Many times, he and his father ran away to Colorado for extended father-son ski trips. He told me of several times they got to the end of the trip and decided to extend it another week, and then another. During that same time, Paul and I took a short ski trip one weekend, and many such memories surfaced. Paul knew he and his dad would never ski together again. Cancer and time had seen to that. But he did the next best thing. Right there in that warming hut in the heights of Vale, Colorado, he called his dad and reminisced about their times together there. With childlike exuberance, Paul told his dad of our exploits of the day and asked him if he remembered certain trails and if he could remember the invigorating rush of being on the mountain together. They talked about how much of it looked the same and of how many things had changed. Above all, they shared nostalgic moments that brought joy to their hurting hearts. Instead of allowing the pain to rule during his dad's final days, Paul took the initiative to make as many memories as possible. I marveled at a man who recognized the impending loss, yet chose to respond to death with life, rather than to allow death to rule his own life. Paul's attention to his dad also had a positive effect of demonstrating to his own children how to honor and love their parents. The loss one feels about losing a parent can often be turned into positive gain because their own children learn how to love and care for their family. Time is never truly wasted upon someone we love. As humans, time is the framework by which life tends to be measured. But in the grand scheme of eternity, Time is not even a factor. In fact, Paul didn't even worry about the time factor in those last days. By earthly standards, he made a good living, but what made Paul a wealthy man was the deep treasury of joy and hope and faith and love he had built up in and through the lives of his family members. If he had allowed the fear of losing his dad to control his life, none of those precious assets would have been stored up. If he hadn't taken the time to create lasting memories with his dad, would the memory of his dad's legacy have been as sweet? I learned that time is not to be wasted, nor should it control us. By trusting God to work his creativity through us, we can become vessels of life even in the face of death. None of us knows if we even have our next breath. Wouldn't life be better served if we lived each moment as if it were our last? There is no fear of death to those who know death is not final. 
There is no fear of things left undone or incomplete to those who have invested in intimacy with those that they value because they know they're going to see one another again. Time is not a silent witness to life. Time is transcended by the memories we create through relationships. Time cannot help but speak witness to a life well lived. Did Paul miss his dad? Of course. But when times of sorrow and the pain of loss flood back in, a heart that has invested in eternity cannot be silenced. And, and joy floods in. Time will surely tell. After all, we serve the God who steps in and out of time as he sees fit. Almighty God, who is not controlled by what we understand as earthly time. Let's take some time with him right now. Time will tell 
incomplete and life without sorrow would never seem so sweet I will treasure every moment as if it were my last and I will treasure those I love before the time has passed there may not be another hour there may not be another day there may not be another moment or another way to say I love you there may not be chance to just reach out and touch so I must take another moment or another way to say I love you so much for time will tell how a momentary touch may be truth that can free us time will tell how eternity will be with each memory leaves us for time is but a moment in eternity and time for me is frozen in each breath memory and time will tell that I have no regrets only memories my treasures and time time will tell that one day time will end and we'll still be together forever only time will tell only time will tell only time will tell only time will tell only Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 17 says, So then, be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Many years ago, around the year 2000, I recorded that album, Help Me to Remember, as a a ministry to those who grieve, but did you know I wrote a book by the same title and released it at the same time? That book, 
help me to remember, goes through the stories behind the songs in much greater detail than I'm able to share on this podcast. It's a great study on grief and mourning, and it was self-published back in the day. We only have a few hundred of the paperbacks left in stock, and I'm offering a copy of the book for $7.95, plus shipping and handling. Just call 918-781-1200 and order your copy today. It's just as relevant today as in the days in which I wrote it. It's timeless. <laughs> Be sure and order your copy as soon as possible while we still have them in stock, though. Thank you for joining me here on the Dennis Jernigan Podcast. If you'd like more info on me or my story or my music, you can always go to DennisJernigan.com. You can also follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. You can find me on iTunes. If you'd like an MP3 of today's song, Time Will Tell, from the recording, help me to remember, just go to the store at DennisJernigan.com. Thank you again for joining me for today's podcast. And remember to take the time to remind yourself God loves you, and so do I. And never forget his goodness and his comforting presence is with us even in the sorrowful times. You are his son or his daughter. You are a new creation in Christ, and you are never alone, ever. Now go and be who Father says you are. Lord, to give up I'd be.